Hi, friends, and welcome to Screen Vomit, the only movie podcast for normal people. I'm your normal host, Kayla, <laughs> and here with me today, I got a freaking guest. <laughs> you guessed it. <laughs> Is that good? We'll see. Um, <laughs> me and my guests have been talking so long pre-pod that I'm already scratchy. So <laughs> the cons of being a chatty Kathy. Okay, my guest today had a podcast at one point in time, maybe again in the future, called Cry Wolf. Yes. <laughs> my guest at least once was an author of butt poems. <laughs> also, yes. Also played Dungeon Guest number 21 on the show Easy. <laughs> How did you find all this Most widely known for being the number one Game of Thrones stan on Earth. And that will be Sam Adolfo. <laughs> Welcome hello. to the pod. <laughs> hello, hello. This is beginning with me nervous and crying. <laughs> what number Dungeon Guest was I? Because this is information I didn't even know. Number 21. Uh, 21. A good number. I just thought it was funny that they numbered all the way up that high of like extra actors or whatever. (laughs) There were a lot of us there. There It's just funny as a concept. Oh my God. I didn't, yeah, I didn't even know that I had a number. Well, have you ever Googled yourselves? There you go. (laughs) (laughs) No, I guess I'm not as nasty of a little freak pervert as you think I am. Or as me? Is that what you're saying? insinuating <laughs> okay so our guest has been here for 20 seconds already called me a pervert interesting <laughs> we're starting off real loose i'm a google pervert <laughs> i love it i i did Title not expect it i did not expect that information yeah i also well, was i do my research of butt poems mm-hmm. in a zine called a hoy booty which i love a fun bit of information. There was some good ones. There were all, it was a page of haikus about butts. Yeah, that rocks. Yeah. It really I had is. a butt thing for a while. People used to call me butt girl, which is no longer accurate. <laughs> I'm a butt they. <laughs> because I had this bit for a really long time back when I was like touring and hanging with bands all the time that I was like, you know, people take pics with people in bands' faces all the time like we've seen your face but like what we haven't seen is your butt so like I would go (laughs) I would pose with people's butts and uh take pics with them (laughs) Kayla I'm upset because there are also (laughs) there's also a series of photos of me with people's butts This is incredible information. (laughs) We are discovering this live on the pod. (laughs) We did not know this about each other. Me and Sam have slowly been discovering today that we have many similarities we we never knew. (laughs) This is is crazy. (laughs) There are a bunch of pictures of me with people's butts who maybe are unaware. You know, when you're Mm -hmm. at a bar or something and you're sitting and people are way too close. Mm -hmm. So you were a butt Um, pervert. Is what you're a saying. Butt mm-hmm. Well, it was more like get your ass out of my face, but I, I would, I would because well, you're photos. also short, so then it's like a whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, would... I'm tall, so it was more of like this was intentional. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. It got to be like sometimes I would just go to shows and people would just turn around and like. <laughs> prepare and I'm like okay I guess there's a pick happening did you feel powerful I did I love yeah. it <laughs> that kind of butt dominion is a real goal for me I think anyway <laughs> enough of that <clears throat> enough of that 
so my guest Sam today is also a crazy um, movie freak like I am to some extent anyway (laughs) (laughs) but you're famous for being a Game of Thrones head so I'd like to know about your Game of Thrones journey what's that all about I know nothing about the show TBH uh, or at least I've never watched it I love that and I think because of because of the fact that we're both like information perverts Mm -hmm. um and like we love i I love trails like we love breadcrumb (laughs) trails and and little bits that like connect i think that you would like it and fun facts what did you say information perverts we love a happy trail (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) i love it so we were talking about this earlier that we both love interconnectedness Mm -hmm. i think is the word that we were kind of searching for like interconnectedness in media Mm -hmm. and game of thrones is like the ultimate for that sort of dorky stuff so i was part of a youtube channel at uh, a reaction channel at a bar that got like millions upon millions of view like a ridiculous amount of views Mm -hmm. um and then started going to the game of thrones conventions and ended up making friends with people who are in the show just because the nature of these conventions they were really small and so you would end up well they were small because they were sort of the beginning of them Mm -hmm. and so yeah I became friends with um uh Paula Fairfield who's the sound designer for the show and so she's put me in in the show a couple of times my voice screaming is part of one of the dragons hell uh, yeah Sarian, yeah <laughs> and then i also play an undead white that has scared many of people ned umber a child who is uh dead and then not dead so that scream is all me uh just gross gross torture porn in this uh scream i guess hell yeah um, <laughs> and yeah like i i i'm just a big game of thrones dork i really love it i love the show and yeah i've i've gotten to like meet pretty much all of the cast and gone to like the premiere parties and all kinds of really cool shit i'm like the most lucky little fan of such a weird cultural uh <laughs> thing it, it is hell it is yeah surreal sometimes yeah standing something so hard that you become friends with everyone involved with it is kind of my life story <laughs> that is exactly what happened welcome um, all my listeners and instagram followers <laughs> Yeah, that is pretty much how it happened. Um, yeah, it it is true. It rules. Yeah, yeah. So big old thronesy. Love it. Love it. So what's your movie journey then? How do you become a movie freak? Oh man, I think it's just like being a dork overall. So yeah. like when I was a Felt. little kid. Yeah. <laughs> so when I was a little kid, uh, my mom has said that like watching these reaction videos of me watching Game of Thrones reminded her of when I was a little kid, I would just like sit in front of the TV and watch the same few movies. Like I was obsessed with Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Um, E.T. is where I learned how to like rewind and fast forward because I would fast forward through the part where he was sick because I did not like it. Mm-hmm. Um, Young Frankenstein, like really just obsessed with these movies would watch them over and over again would just like mouth the words memorized all of it because I've always been a big fucking dork and then (laughs) (laughs) in high school um, my boyfriend of many many years uh, loved horror movies and so Mm -hmm. I got into that through him like fell in love with zombie movies I went to Columbia Um, I took a zombies in popular media course where like we watched a movie a zombie movie every day I wrote about them it was 
peak dork. Wow. Um, <laughs> Incredible. So I'm always like, I'm actually um, a trained professional when it comes to uh, I'm a professional film. dork, okay? <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> yeah, and then for like eight, eight or nine years in a row, I went to the Music Box of Horrors, the 24-hour horror movie marathon at the Music Box, which is a perfect perfect theater mm-hmm. my favorite um, theater it's mine too i mm-hmm. love it so much hell yeah and it's like one of the things i'm most excited about going quote unquote back to normal is getting to go to the music box of horrors which i think really like hammers in the kind of dorkiness like i love movie marathons and getting super weird staying up too late i love watching dumb shit i love funny shit so i feel like i love actual good movies and i also love movies that are i like to say good but not great yeah i kind of just love media in general hell yeah i feel that (laughs) i had a feeling you might (laughs) you know what i watch Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's deeply strange yeah, uh, which most is of like, the time. <laughs> which is what we were saying earlier, that we've known each other for a long time. Like, we've been around each other a lot. I've always mm-hmm. really liked you. But I feel yeah. like we've really, like, become friends with a capital F through Letterboxd. That's true. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Kayla's a freak like me. Like, we like the same, like, you like so many things that I like. And then yeah. I was just like, I want to talk to you about movies. And then we did. And then we were friends. <laughs> yeah. Now we're friends for life. Yeah. <laughs> it's been discussed. <laughs> We've made the decision. Creeps on your letterbox. And was like, I need to be good friends because with I'm them. too online. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not online at all. So that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy to me. I don't get it. <laughs> that's right. You've never been online. <laughs> I had to explain what online was to you to get you to the pod. <laughs> Like a spider web. (laughs) It's And that's why they call it that. Um, (laughs) Okay. So let's get into what we did today, which was that we watched the 2014 movie, The One I Love. We did. Which you told me to watch some weeks ago. I did. Or you said, this movie's twisted. Watch it and tell me what you think, I think was the gist of the conversation. And I watched it and I said, I have an idea. I don't tell you what I think. We do podcasts instead because this this needs an episode. I literally just got like sweaty. I, I Good thing you also- put on deodorant before we started recording. <laughs> oh my god, you're gonna embarrass me in front of your friends. Nobody cares. We're all normal here. Obviously. They're, they're doing they're probably putting on deodorant listening to this pod. So. I knew I needed the deodorant. Um, well I was I was also saying earlier because uh-huh. then after this I realized like I, I need to ingest all of Kayla's opinions on movies and so I started listening to the pod. And I was saying it's great because I never know what your feelings are going to be about the movie because Mm -hmm. you don't just talk about movies you like. You also talk about movies that you don't like. That's true. Um, And I never know which one it's going to be. And so (laughs) when we were talking about movies and I was like, have you seen the one I love? Because I just needed, needed to know uh, your thoughts. And so getting them live and recorded is (laughs) horrifying and also just invigorating. (laughs) I love to, for a podcast at least, do movies that I've never seen. It's kind of my thing I love to do most of the time. 
because I think that's more fun personally. But I think so too. A lot of time when I ask people to guest, they get really stressed out about what movie to pick. And they're like, I have to pick something that I've seen that was Oscar worthy. That's like the greatest thing ever. And like, <laughs> like it's actually just way more fun if you pick something you've never watched and we just talk about what we thought, actually. Yeah. So you don't already have an opinion flushed out. I think that's funner. Funner well, or more fun? Huh? No, funner. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's jamming. Yeah. Um, I saw this movie like years ago. I want to say not long, maybe after it came out. Mm-hmm. I watched it. I want to say like right after a breakup too. Mm-hmm. And it was listed as a comedy, and I was like, oh. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Mike Dupas, Elizabeth Moss. I like these people. Wow, just realizing that their names rhyme. Interesting. Oh, interesting. (laughs) I was like, good old Mark and Elizabeth, this is going to be great. Mm -hmm. Um, And did not realize that it was going to, like, fuck me up. But this happened a long while ago. So I you didn't, didn't know who Mark DeFloss really was yet. <laughs> no, I was just, <laughs> I was a sweet little angel. I had no idea. Because if you go through his filmography, he loves to do like some weird ass deep cut ass. <laughs> I know now. <laughs> I learned this is the movie that opened my eyes. But it's the equivalent of, and I think there's like a through line here in a way where Netflix for a while had Eternal Sunshine under mm-hmm. comedy. And really? I was like, that's rude. <laughs> that's like <laughs> fucked up, honestly. I think a legal crime. <laughs> I think so too. Once I figure out what a lawyer is, I'm going to get one. <laughs> and I'm going well, to. Oh, my former co host is going to law school now. So. <laughs> Kali? <laughs> yeah. He's college Kali. <laughs> Kali, we need to go after Netflix for hurting our feelings. <laughs> Because I was honestly like, you know, when you're like post breakup, just kind of yeah. like sad and you're like, I want to yeah. watch something you're inside funny. out boy. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I want to watch something funny. Netflix just whisked me away and show me a, a comedy mm-hmm. with these classic Netflix American actors. <laughs> no. <laughs> Netflix wouldn't dare. <laughs> no. And then they just completely <laughs> fucked me up with this. So I, so I saw it a long time ago and yeah. then, yeah, just watched it again today, mo- yeah. like moments before we started talking uh-huh. uh, for the second time. But I do believe this movie's fucking weird and I want to know what you have to say about it. <laughs> I've now it. watched it twice in the last two weeks because... <laughs> oh God, are you okay? <laughs> well, it was fun because I did research in between. So when I went back with the second viewing, I had a little more intel, which I thought was interesting. I'm really excited because I don't know a lot of fun facts about this. So I'm Woo! excited to be educated. Yay! Okay, so I will go through the cast and stuff real fast. This is director Charlie McDowell's debut feature. And we've already seen said kind of but it stars mark duplass who what would normal people know him from safety not guaranteed greenberg i think are his two biggies probably he's mostly in weirdo freak shit uh or of the famous duplass brothers or i would (laughs) say from maybe creep his number one on letterboxd is bombshell but i didn't see that Oh, is that the one with uh, like about Fox News or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never watched that. So, (laughs) okay, we have Elizabeth Moss, problematic fave. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But we have done one of her other movies on pod, which was Her Smell. Yeah, great movie. I generally try not to do problematic people (laughs) movies, but (laughs) she's a problematic fave. Like, how do you get around it? It's difficult. Because she's actually like such an incredible actor and like in so much good stuff. And then we also have Ted Danson, everybody knows who that is, and Mary Steenburgen. 
-hmm. as a voice in this film. Critic scores, we're looking at 82 from Rotten Tomatoes and 80 from Google users. So I'd say that's generally favorable. Interesting. Pretty decent reviews. Nice. So we can watch the trailer and then we can get into it. (laughs) So since we're just kind of like dipping our toes in here, I think maybe we shouldn't spend too much time in there the first go around. Okay. How's a 15 minute sound? Yeah, I think that's good. Hello? Tell me. Do you understand how insane you sound right now? It's so weird. It's really odd. It's like a perfect retreat. Just the two of you. I've sent a lot of couples there and they've all come back renewed. Is it another dimension when you go through the door? You want to go back. This is something that we've been talking about, creating a new relationship. I imagine like horseback riding with a little satchel of wine, you know? Not some weird version of Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. We'll make up some ground rules. Okay, you're spying. We'll be honest with each other about what happens in the house. It's like an exercise in trust. Sophie? Kidding me. Sophie, open the door. Okay, Ethan. How do you see this playing out? I'm not leaving. This entire weekend has been one planned trap. Sophie, stop! Cheers. Cheers. To a perfect weekend together. We also had a fantastic time when we did ecstasy, but we're not going to do that every day of our lives because you die. Right. Okay, I actually kind of love this trailer. I love it so much. That was actually pretty incredible, I think. I feel like it was the perfect way to promote this movie without giving away the Being intentionally vague. Which we should say probably that there's a major spoiler like 15 minutes into this movie that dictates the entirety of the movie. Yeah, and I do want to say, so not every movie that we do is like this, but this is one of those ones that if you know what happens, you will be spoiled and it will change your viewing experience. So I'm going to put a spoiler alert on this episode. So listen at your own risk. If you want to watch this movie, I would suggest going in blind and uh, just watching it now and come back later. (laughs) Yeah, just pause this episode. If you don't want to watch or you've already watched, (laughs) then feel free to carry on, baby. (laughs) Yeah, just like pause this episode, go to Hulu, type in the one that I love, watch it, come back. It's on Vudu for free too. (laughs) Oh, shit. Great. Perfect. Even better. Okay. I just have one note up top before we get into like what's actually going on that I thought that this was a fun thing to know when watching the movie. All of the dialogue in this movie was improv Hell yeah. um, Which I thought was really fun. There was like a 50-page document, very detailed, of basically the entire movie. The scene beats, the locations, what the characters are doing, everything except for the actual dialogue, and all of the dialogue was improvised. So I just thought that's kind of fun. I figured it was heavily improvised, but I didn't know it was completely improvised. Completely improvised, yeah. (laughs) Watching it with that in mind, I thought was just fun. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I think... 
improv is like I know I have some people think it's corny or whatever but I think improv is so impressive because I am so not quick like that mm-hmm. <laughs> not inventive like that that I'm just like how do you think of like the things to say <laughs> <laughs> well for them too if you're like getting into your character and kind of understanding who they mm-hmm. are and where they are I feel like it's gonna be like they are a convincing couple yeah they got chemistry they have <laughs> I just got goosebumps. They have chemistry. (laughs) They really do, though. They have great chemistry. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's really believable. So good on them. Yeah. Improv king and queen. Yeah. And they're like so natural about it. Absolutely. They did really good. They're a couple, like we said. They're trying to spark some magic back into the relationship. And how they do that at first is by trying to recreate their very first date on their anniversary, which (laughs) was an unhinged scenario because... (laughs) Their first date was breaking into someone's pool and getting caught, like not knowing that people were home. So what they do is break into somebody's pool again and then wait to be caught. But they're not caught. The dude, nobody's home. And so they're like, see, we're forcing fun. And like, this isn't fun. Our anniversary's ruined. (laughs) What the hell? I love them describing. So yeah, with Ted Danson as their therapist, like describing this situation and then actually getting to see it happen is so them just floating in the pool and waiting for this owner to come out yeah they're just like looking at the door of this dark house being like when's he gonna come out he's not coming i don't understand (laughs) (laughs) this is a complete aside and Mm -hmm. feel free to cut it out but also an unhinged bit (laughs) a friend and i years ago after i broke my foot went to hawaii Mm -hmm. and we went to a really fancy hotel pool that we should not have gone to and got drinks and we're swimming with all of the other pool guests and got kicked out and we thought it was so funny um that we decided to keep doing it and so we we went to the turtle bay resort at one point where uh forgetting sarah marshall was famously filmed and we were in the hot tub we were there for so long that when we were ready to go we were like but we don't want to just get up and go we want to get kicked out and so we were like <laughs> flaunting basically that our our hands didn't have wristbands on them because that's what they do <laughs> and nobody kicked us out and so we kind of like you know like okay we're done annoyed kind of got up and left and then later found out that there was a murder suicide in the parking lot <laughs> <laughs> while we sat in the hot tub waiting oh to get kicked God. out Super you're like why is anybody was... <laughs> kicking us out they're totally dealing with like two deaths yeah in the other room at the forgetting sarah marshall <laughs> hotel oh my god that's bonkers <laughs> so it makes this opening sequence kind of like oh i've felt not not nearly the same situation but that like i refuse to leave i need to be kicked out that hilarity while in something so pleasurable as a pool wow um, is fucking hysterical but we should go and get kicked out of a pool together now, <laughs> in honor of this movie i would love to actually i'd just love to go to a pool period yes. <laughs> i haven't been in so long um <laughs> So yeah, you mentioned Ted Danson is their therapist for couples therapy. Of course, they're in therapy. He's kind of a hack therapist, though. (laughs) Kind of. (laughs) Ted Danson, just a note, also is the stepdad of the director of this movie. Mm -hmm. And Mary Steenburgen is obviously Ted Danson's wife, famously, but also the director's mother. That's just kind of fun. 
Oh, I should also say that I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor. True. (laughs) So Ted Danson, very unethical in this film. He had them like his big test of their relationship compatibility was having them sit on a bench together at a piano and each press a key and see if their keys harmonize with each other. And then obviously they're not going to because it's just like a random key. And then he can be like, wow, see how discordant you guys are right now? (laughs) It was incredible. You know what? This is a comedy, actually. (laughs) I'm I'm back around. It is, but it gets gets painful. But Mm -hmm. I agree that it's a comedy. It's very funny. (laughs) But ow. (laughs) They kind of hint at Mark Duplass has done something bad in their relationship, which you can pretty much guess, but we'll bring up later. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So anyway, this hack therapist sends them to... To a retreat. And the filming location for this retreat is actually Ted Danson and Mary Steenburgen's house. What? It's their real home. Oh my God. <laughs> and even when they first get there and you see them like walking through and just kind of looking at the house or whatever, you can see like a VO booth they have in their home and stuff. Like Duplass just opens oh the closet to a full VO booth. Yeah. It's that is bonkers. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, it rocks. It's a family film. (laughs) That's what I'm telling you. Ah. Everybody seems to have really wanted to get this kid to be able to direct something. Mark Duplass basically did this movie as a favor to him because he was trying to get something bigger made. He was trying to get like a $5 million movie made. And he's like, look, no one will take me seriously. Will you just do like a small movie with me? And then I can have like some cred, basically. So Duplass was like, Basically, like, yeah, let me look through, like, my folders and see if I have any, like, ideas for something, and we can go from there. And so, yeah, this movie started from just, like, a little, like, note he had, like, a bullet point on (laughs) a file of, like, random ideas. I think his idea started with, like, a woman that has sex with her husband and then, like, goes to the other room and he's in there or something like that. Oh, oh God! (laughs) So, like, the most deranged moment of the movie? Yeah, so, like, that was, like, his little inkling of an idea and then he just handed that over to the director and the writer and they kind of fleshed it out and then you know, went from there. But yeah, so like between him just offering to kind of not only offering the idea, but offering to be in a project of a guy who like basically has no cred. And then Ted and Mary like also offering their house as a location and, you know, being in the film themselves and stuff like everybody's trying to help this kid out. So that's I guess incredible. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We love to see it. (laughs) Truly love nepotism (laughs) when it when it's used for our entertainment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I actually do want to give I'm We're joking about the nepotism, but I actually do want to give props to this kid. Yeah. (laughs) It's great when people support um, young filmmakers, etc. I love her Um, talking about him like he's 14 years old. (laughs) I don't know how old he is, but he's certainly younger than Ted and Mary (laughs) and probably Duplass, which Duplass is probably like 50 something. I don't know. (laughs) Now I kind of want to know how old he is. Yeah, Google it. He's 38, so he's fully older than me. Yeah, he's, he's a couple few years older than me. Well. <laughs> this young boy. It's great when people support young people. <laughs> you refer 
referred to him as a young filmmaker. You know and I still think he's a young filmmaker. So he's a kid it. chasing his dream with, with yes. famous millionaire parents. Okay, people in their 30s are kids. All right, prove That's me wrong. Fair. I can't. I literally live with my mom and I'm in her office right now. I cannot prove you wrong. I literally don't have my own home right now. Yeah. <laughs> I've been staying, crashing in a bedroom with sheets tacked to the windows. Okay. You're doing great, babe. You're doing great. We're both doing great, but uh, that's just to say that we are kids. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm back. I'm back. (laughs) Okay, so when they get there, Elizabeth Moss, like, just exploring, goes into the guest house, finds her husband, Mark Duplass, there. They do sex and have a great time, uh, have a little drinky, etc. He's like, why don't we crash at the guest house? She goes back to get PJs from the house, and there he is on the couch sleeping. So this is our first, like, okay, something's fishy here. Mm-hmm. And they really dive into something's fishy here, there. They're both confused about why they're there or why they're in the state they're in. Um, and it ends up in a fight. Shocker. Because he says that they didn't bone, and he's been asleep the whole time. And she says, are you kidding? We just boned and you're an asshole. Yeah. And (laughs) is basically how that goes. So then when when he wakes up in the morning, she's there making breakfast and he's trying to understand what happened the night before. And she just says, I think it's just one of those things. And he's like, (laughs) (laughs) no, (laughs) I don't think that's like a thing that there is one of (laughs) basically. Well, it's wild, too, because the, like, sex scene with, you know, Elizabeth Moss and Duplass, like... Moss and Duplass, famously. Moss and Duplass is the the first time in the movie that they're, like, kind to each other and that you can see them kind of, like, having fun and being around each other. And it's, like, kind of a slow build up to it. And then it's really lovely. And so her reaction of being, like, pissed when he says that he doesn't remember, she thinks he's joking, is, like... You know, they had this really nice night, this like tender kind of like mm-hmm. romantic night. And then he was... their first like reconnection in a while, yeah. it seemed like. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's he's sort of like, well, they were like smoking, smoking drugs. So maybe that was it. We smoked weed. Therefore, we probably hallucinated the entire night. Right. <laughs> Which is crazy. So her being like, it's just one of those things in this kind of chill voice is like, alarming totally and he also immediately knows this chick is sus because she's making him (laughs) bacon which is famously something she usually nags him about and you know how nagging wives can be (laughs) (laughs) you're allowing me to eat bacon (laughs) and he points it out he calls her out he's like why are you making bacon don't you usually yell at me for this She, like, is blowing past all of this shit. It's just, like, rolling it off, not going to acknowledge it. It's fine. And you know what? Both, um, hmm, spoilers. Both Mosses in this film roll things (laughs) off their shoulders, in my opinion. (laughs) A little too much. Yeah, I think in differing... We're going to get to it. I think in... in, (laughs) We're almost there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're so close. We're edging. Okay. (laughs) So, <laughs> so Duplass knows something's really sus here. Like, he's totally just blown apart because there's no way his wife would be making bacon. He's <laughs> totally thrown his world into a spin. There's got to be duplicates of these people. There's got to be alt versions. Goes outside and gets the other moss. 
and is like, you're in the house right now. I just saw you. Yeah. And she's like, what are you talking about? No, I'm not. And so that's when there has to be like a proof thing going on. So he takes other Moss. <laughs> Moss one. Original Moss. Real Moss. Let's go real and fake. He takes real Moss over to the guest house, says, go inside and look, you're in there. And uh, who's in there is him, the other him, fake him, <laughs> mm-hmm. doing crunches. So then it's proven that there are doubles of each of them. Would you say it was the dupe plus? Oh my god. <laughs> the dupe plus and the dupe mas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is actually incredible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, we're no longer doing real and fake. We're doing real and dupe. <laughs> God. The dupe plus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm like both upset and proud of me in this moment, and I don't know which one wins out. But. That's incredible. So the dupe plus is in the house. <laughs> 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 the, the, the plus is coming from within the house. And so Dupe Plus, had, so he has like a little bit different of a vibe going on. So he has no glasses, which real Plus <laughs> famously has tiny like grandpa glasses. Yep, they're wormy. <laughs> Wireframed. And Dupe Plus also has cool hair. Yeah. If you'll notice, actually, on the cover of the film as well, on the poster, they are standing in a pool of water with their reflections in front of them, and the reflection of Mark Duplass on the poster does not have the glasses in it, whereas the normal one does. So it's kind of a little bit of a spoiler. Yeah, I feel like (laughs) Moss's reflection, too, is like maybe smiling a little more and is more made up. But she looks the same. But she looks the same. (laughs) Her thing was, I look exactly the same, except I pin one side of my hair up. (laughs) Yeah, she has like the curl to her hair, though, in it. So that's a pretty cool poster, though. It's a great poster. I read a note from Duplass on his sort of approach to playing two different guys that are the same guy or whatever. (laughs) And so I just thought that was kind of funny. He said, I like to have one simple thing to play. And if I get too intellectual about it, it's going to ruin my performance because I'm overthinking. So he said, I needed one thing that I'm going to be doing differently here. And the thing that I decided on is that other Ethan, Ethan being the character, of course, who we've never named in this podcast yet, um, (laughs) (laughs) said, uh, a.k.a. Dupe Plus. <laughs> he said that Dupe Plus's penis was at least four inches bigger than regular Plus's penis. Oh my god. <laughs> he said once that I once I got that down, I was like, yes, this man moves with a confidence that I just don't have. So <laughs> Oh my god, but that's like the perfect way. Such a man answer. (laughs) It is, but it's also like the perfect way to summarize the difference in this character because he, well, spoiler, but later when they're having a conversation about Mm -hmm. the duplicates that are in the pool house and Moss is like trying to, like Moss One is trying to explain what's different about Mm -hmm. Dupe Plus and she's doing everything she can to not say he's (laughs) you but better. Yes, totally. Watching it this time around, I was like, he's also a dick. Like, he's real. Like, the he Duplass, is. He's like arrogant. Yeah. Yes. The Duplass is like arrogant. And sometimes it's played like playfully, which I think is great and fun and whatever. But then often it's just fucking obnoxious. And so to say that 
he has a penis that's like four inches bigger than OG Duplass mm-hmm. makes so much sense because that that's across the board. Yes, I agree. Good job, totally. Duplass. <laughs> I also thought of their characters as like real Duplass is kind of like goofy stepdad, and then mm-hmm. Duplass is like cool dad. Yeah, <laughs> kind of how they vibe to me. But also, I think my actual stepdad looks like Mark Duplass, so I may be projecting a little bit. <laughs> is he single? Uh, he is, but he's also strange. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to go down that. I think I'm good. <laughs> I he wasn't looks- expecting the answer to be yes. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like strange Duplass, though. He doesn't look like hot Duplass. Okay, okay, okay. Well, this is a podcast about my stepdad, Jim. <laughs> There's an audience for that. (laughs) So when one of them is in the guest house with the duplicate, the other real version of the whoever's being the duplicate at the time cannot go in the house. So there's all these rules are going to be established. This story is going to get convoluted, but yeah, and the duplicates can't leave the pool house. But you never see them both in the pool house at the same time. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like we maybe don't have to fully explain the mechanics because, you know, it's just one of those things. Exactly. <laughs> Which that I feel like that's the thing is at a point in the movie, they really try to explain mm-hmm. like kind of how it works. But I really think if you go into this movie just being like, it's just a thing. This is a fact. We it's just one of those not, things. It's just yeah. one of those things. We don't have to think about it further. It's enjoyable. Totally. I think it's cool. They don't divulge the real mechanics of what's going on until like the very end. Yeah. And I think that that's cool. Like if they would have done that earlier in the movie, it probably would have ruined it a little bit. I think so too. I think they I think did it, it is the cool right that time. they yeah they leave it pretty mysterious for most of it until it climaxes at the end. Mm -hmm. So their first reaction to figuring out that there are like evil twins of both of them is that they freak out and think about leaving, but then change and decide to go back and explore further what's going on. Well, one of them decides. (laughs) Well, so they kind of approach this thing totally differently. So like real Duplass is more analytical. He wants to know the mechanics. He is super sus of fake Moss or dupe Moss, sorry. <laughs> He's super sus of her. He knew she was fake from the get-go, whereas real Moss is not concerned with the, <laughs> the real mechanics of what's going on. She is just horny, question mark, <laughs> and like <laughs> kind of into dupe Moss. <laughs> super into it. But that's like when they're at, they're at a diner having this discussion, mm-hmm. and he's all about leaving. And she talks him into it as like, well, isn't this an exercise that we're supposed to explore? She got fucked good by her husband with a four inch longer dick than I before. Uh Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Like, isn't she really uses therapy against Mark in this like, but we're supposed to be doing like trying new experiences. And isn't Mm -hmm. that that in this sort of manipulative way? Yeah. So they do end up going back and... They do make up ground rules for their relationship with the (laughs) fake versions of themselves, which I think played in the trailer. Basically, they're not allowed to have sex. They're not allowed to spy on each other, which is a rule I think she set up instantly because Mm -hmm. she was thinking about that sex. No more than 15 minutes. (laughs) No more than 15 minutes. And if one of them becomes uncomfortable, they cut it off and leave 
instantly, mm-hmm. which basically every single rule gets broken at some immediately. point. Immediately! <laughs> immediately! Two of those rules were broken literally the first time she stepped into that. Like, yeah. no, all three! They were all, because it was no, like, no sex or, like, intimate touch. Like, yeah. no intimacy, basically. And Duplass gives her a shoulder massage her first time back in. When she'd been in the house for like 20 minutes while Mark Duplass is watching through the window. Spying through the window. Yeah, Clearly baby. uncomfortable. And yeah, so they instantly break all their rules. <laughs> so she's trying to move in on Duplass. And his sort of method of getting to know Duplass is just grilling her and trying to figure out what's going on with her. The vibes are very different. Vibes are off, I would say. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Uh The vibes are completely different with each original and duplicate. Mark Duplass is going in there like, this is a weird experiment. I need to know what's going on. And Mm -hmm. original Moss is like getting super swept up in the fact that she has this like idealized version of the man that she loves in front of her, who's like emotionally vulnerable, who literally, and it's said in the movie, like, saying everything that she wants to hear Mm -hmm. at one point she walks in on him making a painting of her (laughs) and um, (laughs) he says her character's name is sophie and he says let's call it sophie the burn victim because it looks like your face is on fire which i didn't know if that was like a possible allusion to her character in girl interrupted isn't she a burn victim in that movie oh i don't remember pretty sure that's true very interesting (laughs) so could be an accidental allusion but Could be not. That was the first thing that I remember seeing her in. I I remember her being in it, but I cannot remember what her thing was. I think she had a burned face and she was really sensitive about it. Well, I wouldn't be so surprised because I feel like Marc Duplass in this movie like kind of spoils immediately what's going on by saying it's like, some Twilight Zone shit. Mm-hmm. When he's like, yeah, I don't know what this is. basically true, yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is some like Twilight Zone shit. And then you find out that it, it is exactly some Twilight Zone shit. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if they were also making references like that throughout. True. So she goes in there. Their rule is 15 minutes. And she goes in there for 17 minutes. And he's instantly <laughs> jealous. <laughs> it's longer than that. It was inch- It was like 18 and a half going on 20. <laughs> And he's instantly jealous and starts spying on her. <laughs> well, because they had, and he knows that they've had sex. She thought it was him. Yeah. She didn't realize it was the dude. <laughs> can't, can't, can't hold that against her. <laughs> no. But more and more, she starts to become distant from real Duplass and is obviously infatuated with Duplass. Yes. That just makes real Duplass like more and more insecure and Duplass. That's <laughs> so much to say. <laughs> Duplass is like texting her when she's with real Duplass, which is like what? all kinds of strange. <laughs> so because, of course, we know that Mark Duplass, the OG, cheated on her, mm-hmm. which we haven't gotten to in the movie yet, although no. it is pretty obvious when they're talking about it that that's what happened. It's also obvious just you have a straight couple in a movie. There's yeah. going to be cheating. <laughs> like it's 100 percent guaranteed. It is a fact. <laughs> and not only is there cheating, but there's double cheating in this All movie. All straight couples like, know is eat hot chip and cheat. So True. <laughs> and true. lie. And lie. Don't forget lie. <laughs> <laughs> I could never. I'm straight. Well, you know. Am I? I don't know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Straight is a construct. <laughs> Sexuality is a spectrum, etc. 
it's it's like really interesting then to see these moments of like of cheating Mm -hmm. so like directly portrayed by the original moss where she's like gets a text and giggles a little bit at it in this like really mm-hmm. flirty way and he's like what what is it and then realizes that it's him texting her and you haven't seen them the dupes be able to do this and so it's like just crazy that this is happening and becomes to turn into this like wait do the duplicates know that they're duplicates or do they think that they're the originals and yeah. how are they text like why are they texting if she's in the main house and he says what even kind house? of plan do they have yeah exactly which <laughs> that, that was I funny because it was like oh my god he's set like watching it the second time i fucking lost it because it was like because the he- characters are asking the the logistical questions that you as a viewer yes. are asking which is yes. fun so they're like acknowledging it but they're not answering anything they're just acknowledging no. like yeah that doesn't make sense but then they just move on <laughs> and Duplass is like from the beginning of this has been like something is wrong this is not correct and mm-hmm. none of this makes sense where she's like but I finally have the dream version of you that I've always wanted and so yeah. I'm just not going to consider that and fall in love which I feel like it's wild to have that because Elizabeth Moss is a Scientologist and mm-hmm. so the idea of her character in this movie being like I'm not going to consider the logic of this. I'm not going to consider the ethics or what the motivation may be behind it. I'm just Mm going to go with it because it doesn't feel weird to me anymore. This is totally fine. And also I'm getting exactly what I want. Mm. And I don't have to change or put in any effort in this other relationship because he just tells me what I want to hear and like does what I want him to do. It's like this, oh, it's so unhealthy and fucked up. But yeah, thinking of that sort of bit of when you were saying like she's a problematic fave and she is Mm -hmm. because she is incredible in this movie. I also think that her character makes sense in regard to her problematic aspects. Wow. And you're right. (laughs) Uh, Thank you. Oh, also, I should say on that note, because I was like, I love to hear those words. You were right. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing that Duplass says to Elizabeth Moss. Like, that's the first real thing that he says to her. He says, mm-hmm. like, some, you know, like, hi or whatever. The first thing he says to her is, you know, you were right. And I fucking lost it and wrote it down because it was like, what? that's what we all want to hear is you were right. right when you're in a fight with somebody that you love and you feel like you're correct. This is like a, you know, not an unhealthy way to do this is to not discuss it, but to just instead hear you were right. And that's what she wants. She doesn't want him to question her and or have like any real opinions or feelings. She just wants him to say you were right. Yeah. And to be to have the feelings she does have be validated, which he also does when she asks him about the cheating. Yeah. And he's just like, well, your feelings are all correct. Yeah. <laughs> my feelings were the bad ones, basically. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like fascinating that in this movie, to me, that she is infatuated with this partner who has no real depth because Mm -hmm. he doesn't have any opinions or needs or wants outside of what she wants him to feel need and want yeah even when he's doing hobbies i.e painting he's painting her face yes his entire existence is just her where duplass the minute that depth left his partner he was like this is not correct there's something weird here and says you know at one point like I could never really be interested in some other version of you knowing that my real Sophie is right here like he wants to be with her and I think understands that like relationships are complicated and um 
you know, to, I mean, relationships are fucking insane that we would exist with another person and want to mash our lives together and to understand somebody else is difficult and complicated and um, whatever, but he wants to do that. She wants him to do what she wants him to do. And he's not interested in having a partner who only exists to be subservient to him or his needs or whatever. He wants a partner who has some sass. Mm-hmm. He wants a girl boss. Okay? Yeah, it's a girl boss. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, queen, a hundred percent. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's also echoed in that kind of small way that you have to pay attention to. But also, like mm-hmm. she nags him multiple times about the fact that he wears glasses. Not nags him, but is like he doesn't wear glasses like you do. You've tried contacts, right? Do yeah. you have to wear your glasses? She's kind and- of nagging him a little bit. <laughs> yes, but he's. <laughs> She never says the word better, but Mm -hmm. yeah, it's wild. (laughs) This movie. So yeah, he's just getting more and more insecure through all of this too, because he obviously realizes that something sus is going on with her. Mm -hmm. He tries to um, hide his cell phone in the guest house on record. That backfires because Dupe Moss gets a hold of it and the recording is just static whatever after he finds out about the phone thing the texting is happening he around that time also gets all the weird voicemails from people saying that he asked them weird questions (laughs) trying to get into those email accounts what was the name of my first pet (laughs) yeah so like he's getting more and more sus so what he does is says he's going to the store but then actually doubles back and pretends to be duplass Mm -hmm. so he tousles his little hair takes off his glasses and is like oh what's up babe i was just working out She's lifting some weights. <laughs> he literally is like, I was just doing some sit-ups. And then yeah. really just agrees with everything that she's saying. And she's like, oh my God, you're so romantic. And, I know. And when she came in the door and he says, I was just doing sit-ups, he is sitting on the counter. Like, yes. he's <laughs> in jeans. He's clearly not, like, <laughs> stupid. Anyway, <laughs> she comes in and they fuck, basically. <laughs> uh-huh. But because it's real... Duplass that she fucks now he knows how she really feels slash also basically firsthand witnessed her cheating because they had agreed not to cross this boundary yep it's lots of weirdness going on here it's a problematic move <laughs> because they're having sex under false pretense of who he is but also it's yeah. who he is yeah so it's, it's like weird <laughs> is this our word or like is this <laughs> literally uh... I wrote in my notes having sex under false pretense but also jesus christ what the fuck is happening (laughs) yeah (laughs) if there's like an alternate dimension version of you and then you pretend to be that like to have sex with your own girlfriend is that assault or is (laughs) brain brain wires sparking firing (laughs) smoke coming out of ears (laughs) well she says too when they're doing it that she misses like i miss this or something which like i think that she really is just fantasizing that that is the original duplass but she is transferring her feelings basically from og duplass to the dude is she saying i miss having this sex with my husband or is she saying i miss having sex in general i don't know oh that's a good point i have no idea i'm a (laughs) demi little weirdo so i'm like oh clearly like she means that moment with the two of them but yeah maybe not (laughs) some people have sex with more than one person (laughs) that's true i don't know anything about that (laughs) (laughs) 
tell you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so next And it was then that we morphed into the same person. <laughs> it's kind of weird. <laughs> It's almost like an alternate dimension version of me is guesting on the podcast. It's just one of those things. Don't don't ask too many questions about it. Welcome back to Screen Vomit. I'm your host, host, Sam. Oh my God, I'm scared. (laughs) I'm getting scared. So soon after this, she goes to bang Duplass again, but real Plass comes in the house and like blue balls her, at which point she says, I'm not actually going to leave. I'm going to stay here and be with this Duplass. I feel like she up until this point is also not even considered the fact that he can't leave the pool house. They're just rolling around this little (laughs) guest house, like from T to B, bang a little here, bang a little there. So after having this conversation, they get back to the main house and the alt versions of them are waiting there. And they have like a family dinner. They're waiting at that, like on that couch, like parents waiting for their children to come home Yeah, like in every movie. Yeah, when like with like the lights off and then you open the door like, phew, I made it in sneak style. And then they turn on the lights. Yes. We forgot too that Duplass also confronted Dupe Moss about the fact that she's not a real person. And she reacted in a way that was interesting. Throughout him having this conversation, her face slowly goes from like the sort of Stepfordy mm, smile yeah. into being frust- like frustrated and kind of angry. And he says like, I can't enjoy spending time with you because like this is the weekend that I lost my wife, like yeah. or that I lose my wife. And she says, it wasn't just this weekend. That's which is true. like, oh, <laughs> a stab. That was a good scene. <laughs> it was a really great, like, this is such a, an incredible character study by these two playing four mm-hmm. because there is so much like nuance in the way that they act, their faces, the way that they speak. There's yes. so much to fucking read, which I mean, we'll get into more in the end too. Yeah. Just two great actors and especially Elizabeth Moss. I mean, yes. she's just so good. Ugh. I hate that she's so problematic. I know, same. I mean, and Duplass, I think, is also incredible here. Like, the subtle way that the dupe smiles differently Mm -hmm. than the original in a way that is, like, smarmy and creepy that really feels like he's up to no fucking good Mm -hmm. is, like, fascinating to me once you get, yeah, to the end. Yeah. So it's super weird that they have this dinner, I think. They, like, play cards and are just hanging. It's so It's so weird. I can't imagine being in this situation. But Duplass is, like, freaking out. Yes. Whereas Moss is, like, totally cool with it. Like, hey, yes. isn't this fun? And, like, kind of even flirting with Duplass in front of everyone. Um, which openly. the other halves of these couples are not happy about on either side. Dupe Moss squares up on her in the kitchen. Yes. And that was a great, like... Because she thinks they're going to be buddy-buddy. But yeah, then they have this confrontation in the kitchen. Real Moss asks Dupe Moss. <gasps> yes! Oh my god, this scene is so fucking good. Yeah. Okay, please continue. She Sorry. asks her, like, what did Dupe Plus say about me? Or like, have y'all talked about, like, what's going on or whatever? And Dupe Moss says... Are you more concerned with the experiences that me and your Ethan shared? 
Or are you more concerned with what I know about the experiences that you and my Ethan shared? It seems to me you care a lot more about one of those scenarios than the other. And her face! Her face! Stone cold on that one. <laughs> and she says, like, because I've, I know that you're more upset about one of those than the other or something like that. Yeah. Insinuating, like, you don't give a fuck about your husband. You're obsessed with my husband. Yeah, cold as ice. And the temp just instantly drops on that one. And then she goes on to be like, whatever, it's fine. We can be chill. I'll keep complimenting your shoes or whatever. (laughs) Oh my God, it, uh, the burn. I'm the burn victim now. (laughs) (laughs) Or sorry, the original mosses, definitely. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So yeah, that was insane. Duplass. Also, Raisin Hell, first of all, tries to change the topic every time <laughs> real Duplass tries to figure out, like, what the fuck is actually going on. Mm-hmm. But then secondly, spills the beans on real Duplass's scheme from the day before where he pretended to be Duplass and yep. fucked his wife. Yeah. First, he betrayed you by sleeping with someone else. Then he betrayed you by sleeping with you. Oh, Ooh! so fucked up. <laughs> There's such an amount of, like, incredible line drops in this movie. And, like, I feel like they happen so quickly at this point, too, Mm -hmm. where it's just like, bam, 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 here's how fucked up this situation is, even though we obviously know it is. I also love during that game that Duplass, like, very obviously and in a very showy kind of way in front of his own fucking wife and in front of, you know, Duplass OG... And God. And God himself. (laughs) (laughs) And Mary Streenbergen. (laughs) Let's the original Moss win the game. Like, very showy and obnoxiously. And original Duplass calls him out for it. It's it's such a, what a wild scene. It's unhinged. I'm rubbing my eyes. It is unhinged. (laughs) Truly unhinged. And I'm here for it. (laughs) Me too. It is messy. So real Duplass after this is like, I got to get to the bottom of something here. And he finds, is there like a third house? I don't know where this computer is. <laughs> um, he finds a question mark, third house question mark with a computer <laughs> that has all kinds of files on it that is just, you know, there's no lock screen or anything like that. All the files are like couples names. One of them, Easter egg, is Ted and Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but when he clicks on them, they're audio files that sound like Ted Danson's character coaching people to sound like their real alters and basically feeding them info. So it's kind of crazy. It's fucking insane. He also finds a pic of him and Moss on the iPad that is like giving a rave review of the um, retreat in a pic that he never took. Mm-hmm. So it's clearly their alts. And so, yeah, stuff's just getting more and more twisted. A little freaky. And at this point, he realizes he's stuck in this house. He can't get out of the house. Oh, so it's the pool house. You're right. It's the pool house. And this was real, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark Porcelain Doll episode vibes. Yeah. You, do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could think of nothing else. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. Just beautiful. Beautifully done. Yeah. In that episode, this girl has a porcelain dollhouse that's like the dollhouse is modeled after her real house. And Mm -hmm. then eventually she turns into a porcelain doll and she can't move Uh um, or escape the house. It's one of the most top memorable episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark ever? And also Charlie McDowell stole the storyline for The One I Love. (laughs) 
Yeah. So, okay, it has lived many generations now. Um, also, I thought in this scene and throughout the rest of the movie, really, that the music was really cool. There's oh, my like, God, kind same. Of, like, yeah, really, like, ominous, like, plucky violins, but it's also, like, really minimalist at the same time. It's, like, not too much, but really set a mood. It starts in the beginning kind of like a bouncy John Bryan sort of mm. soundtrack would be, where, like, it's kind of playful and, and sweet, which you can hear in the trailer. I, I mm-hmm. looked up who did the soundtrack while watching it because I was like, ooh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. It did give me some like sort of Eternal Sunshine vibes. Did you see if the sound designers did anything else cool? Um, I, I didn't. didn't I didn't look at that. I just looked to see if I recognized um, who did it. Because I'm going to have some look. deep creds here in a minute that I'm going to bring up too. I'm excited. Uh, It looks like the composers have done a bunch of stuff that is, like, familiar to me, but that I don't know. They both did, like, The Devil All the Time. Oh, we did that on pod. Ah, perfect. They did that. Uh, The Lodge. Yeah, a bunch of stuff. That's cool. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. They rocked in this. So, real Duplass trapped in the house. (laughs) It's going to get hairy here. (laughs) Dupmas comes in in the morning, rushes in, and gives the breakdown on what's going on, basically. She's like, I don't have a lot of time. I got to tell you what's going on because I don't like it either, and we got to do something to stop it, basically. Because Dupe Plus fell in love with real Moss, and that wasn't supposed to happen. Kind of the game was that the dupes were supposed to just kind of pit the real couple against each other and make them fall out of love with each other, and then that's how the dupes get out they sort of trade places then the reels get stuck and then the reels have to become another couple that enter the retreat and the cycle continues yes (laughs) so (laughs) yeah so the closer that the reels get to falling out of love with each other or moving on or whatever the closer they get to being stuck in the house and then the fakes get to move on is Mm. typically how it works But since there's been a hiccup that the other two fell in love with each other, everything's chaos now. So they do a plot. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to get real hairy. Oh, boy. (laughs) So scheme, 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 bada bing, bada boom. The girls end up in the same outfit. (laughs) (laughs) And (laughs) fake moss, dupe moss, pretends to be real moss and traps dupe plus into saying he wants to leave with her and loves her and she gives just the coldest stare you've ever seen uh, (laughs) after that so now each of them have caught their respective couples understand that they love each other and not them yes meanwhile real duplass is upstairs with real moss and gives her the scoop on what's going on is basically like we got to get out of here because this is really messed up and dupe plus takes off running and tries to escape, basically. The whole thing is that only two people can escape at the end of this, so. And one of each. One of each, I think, is the rule. But since real Duplass has convinced real Moss that this is kind of twisted, then the three of them, both Mosses and real Duplass, are kind of all against Duplass in that moment, at least. Mm -hmm. So that's when he's like, okay, then fuck all y'all. I'm getting out of (laughs) here. And takes off running and knocks himself out cold at an invisible wall or something. (laughs) Yeah, there's like a force field around the house. I think he's straight up dead. 
There's like blood coming out of his ear. It's never confirmed or denied. So we don't exactly know. Fair. But if he does die, then what happens with the cycle? I mean, mean, who knows? The whole thing got fully fucked up. True. And he did convince original Duplass does convince original Moss to go with him. Mm-hmm. She's in. She's fucking down. Yeah, both the girls were in. He was about to end up with two wives, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I <Hey>. see you. <laughs> we said it earlier, sometimes people sleep with more than one person. <laughs> yes. I mean, I've never experienced that, and mm-hmm. neither of you, but some people anyway, do. It's fine. <laughs> anyway. Okay, we're moving on. Uh, <laughs> so, Duplass and Amos? leave we're under the impression that it's the reels of both of them because mm-hmm. he looks and he knows like they share a look they share and a look like okay That's it. sophie let's because go. the girls are in the same outfit they look for all intents and purposes identical you can't yes. tell them apart upon looking so one of them gives him a smile and he's like let's get the fuck out of here so they go to the therapist's office it's abandoned, but the piano's still there. And um, at that moment, the score that was previously just the plucky violins adds a little bit of piano. And I just thought oh, that, that was really cool. <laughs> I didn't notice. That's great. Yeah. And since the piano was also like part of the therapy that they did, I just thought that was like a really good touch right there. Yeah, that now they're in sync. They're in tune together. Totally. And there's also a really sick shot right when they get to the therapist's office, like right when they're in the doorway, that's just totally sideways. Yeah. I thought that was like a really cool shot. Yes. It was great. <laughs> a lot of the shot comps in this movie are actually pretty sick if you pay attention to them too. I think so too. They're, it's really beautifully done. Yeah. And also another thing that I noticed about this film too is the coloring beautiful i didn't used to i've talked about this on pod before but i didn't used to always notice the coloring of movies or the the colorizing even but i follow a couple colorists on instagram now (laughs) and um now i always notice (laughs) or often (laughs) notice at least and like this film had really just like I mean, it was Gorge, but it had just like such deeply like contrasted like earth tones and neutrals. But then if any of them wore blue, almost Mm -hmm. always somebody's wearing blue. It's just like really strong and vibrant and like really takes the focus of the scene. I just thought that was like really cool. And you can just tell that like a lot of intention was put not only into like the coloring, but just in general, like the design and the shots and all the visuals. It's just really... It's really pretty. It was very, very intentional. Yes. And um, so I looked up who did the art direction. Uh, Erica Toth also did the art direction on Booksmart, which we've done on Pod. Oh, nice. And Alex Bickle, who was the colorist, has done six of the movies that we've done on Pod. Holy um, shit. <laughs> which was Booksmart also, um, Honey Boy, The Farewell, Gloria Bell, and Prince Avalanche. He did the coloring on all of them. Wow. He also did two movies I've talked about on Pod, Other People in Mid-90s, and he did Lady Bird and Moonlight, which are Holy pretty shit. famous for like how their coloring is. Oh my so, God, absolutely. Yeah. I just got goosebumps. I know. So like, I feel like when it's a really good colorist, I always notice and then I look up their shit and they are fucking their resume is stacked and this is no exception (laughs) yeah there's like there's clearly a lot of intention with the way that I mean they've colored the film which is incredible it's really beautiful Mm -hmm. and a lot of really like so one moment that I rewound like several times to try to see um what was going on is original Moss 
watches <laughs> original Duplass walking like through the window mm-hmm. at one point and kind of like smiles or whatever at him and he's wearing a gray and black striped shirt and then they have a shot of him standing at the pool but it's from far enough away that it looks like he's wearing a just a gray shirt mm-hmm. and so I like paused it and zoomed in to see if it was striped or not because I was like is that dupe or is that original Duplass but the idea that he could be wearing one thing but from far away it looks like he's wearing something different really like stuck out to me so it was yeah. like how how interesting that they would do that because from far away to Moss they do look like the same person and to her they are the same person but yeah obviously they're not and you know who did the costume design on this too was Rooney Mara <laughs> who was dating Charlie <laughs> McDowell at the time yeah <laughs> incredible <laughs> she's also been in was she in her yes yeah yeah so she, we did her on pod <laughs> I know I listened to it she was the ex-wife I think. yeah so Look at this full circle. Everybody who fucking worked on this movie is related to my podcast and they better all fucking come on. (laughs) I could full circle this even more and say that we can full circle it with my Game of Thrones shit because Charlie McDowell also dated Amelia Clark for a period of time. Okay, so I'm literally two degrees of separation (laughs) from this movie. (laughs) It's true. It's kind of fucked up. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You're two degrees of separation from Charlie McDowell if you count just me having nice conversation with Amelia Clark as me knowing her, which we can. (laughs) (laughs) Which we've discussed. Having one good conversation with good vibes makes you friends for life. She's actually my best friend and embarrassed me in front of a large amount of the cast so (laughs) I think we are best friends now hell yeah (laughs) you've been initiated 100% (laughs) okay so getting to we're just basically the last thing that happens in this movie we haven't even finished the movie (laughs) truly edging the audience here (laughs) the couple wake up together and they're being cute they're flipping around they're being flirty they've got a covers war going on yada yada he asks her what's for breakfast and she says eggs and bacon so then we know at that moment that she is dupe moss dupe moss wins again and you see like the moment of horror on duplass's face just like this moment of recognizing that like he took the wrong sophie that mm-hmm. like even though he was the one who said he couldn't be interested in some other version yeah. of Sophie. His real Sophie is right here. This Sophie that he picked accidentally was not the real one. But do you think like maybe something broke in her? Because like her whole thing at first was just being subservient to him, which he was not into. And that was clearly what was like making his weenie soft. Mm-hmm. But like after she had like her heart viciously broken or whatever, maybe she broke and now she's girl boss. <laughs> That is like a whole wild ass conversation to have, though, because the original Sophie was kind of terrible. Like she was not interested in doing any sort of work on her relationship. She wanted the surface level thing. And knowing that for me would change my opinion of my partner. If my partner Mm. didn't want to actually work on my on our relationship, didn't want to like communicate because she wasn't communicating with him either and instead just wanted some other version of me that was just completely subservient that did whatever I wanted that was obsessed with me that said everything I wanted that let me win games she just wants the d she just wants that easy d easy Mm -hmm. stuff 
so it's interesting that like his reaction is like horror, like a moment of pure horror and shock. And then he's like, I'll be right down. He and like weirdly probably accepts it that like this is the Sophie that this is the one that he loves now. Yeah. I need a part two. Like what happens after this? Oh, they're like, I think this is where the movie to me gets really interesting. Like it's a, I think it's a beautiful. The sequel, the two I love? <laughs> In my brain. <laughs> In my brain, the sequel. Because I really love when movies really make me consider. They make you invent the next world? Yes. But really yeah. make me think about like my relationship to relationships and the mm-hmm. way that I interact in them. Oh, um, I do not like that. Oh, I, I'm an emotional pervert. <laughs> I love it. I do not want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I say that this movie really fucked me up, especially watching it after a breakup. It really, really fucked with me in a way that I think was really interesting. And the question of like, is that the real relationship? Him with that duplicate so- Sophie? Because she says at one point, like, he says you're not real. And she's like, I am real. Like, mm-hmm. I'm very much a real person. And that becomes clear that it's this weird fucked up Twilight Zoney thing. Like how and how do you carry on knowing too much? Yeah. Moment of silence. <laughs> yeah, moment of silence. Do you like get to know who cuz she clearly was somebody else first. Do you get to know that person and see if you'd vibe? And does she even know or have her memories and like or thoughts True. been overtaken by the original Moss because they were, sorry, the Dupe Moss and the Dupe Plus were in love. Like they were partners. They were married. I mean, they were at some point married, but other people, but at this point, do they become the new people completely? Hmm. (laughs) Don't know. Yeah. It leaves a lot of questions. It hurts my little noodle. Yeah. But what we do know is that that's Dupe Moss. And real plus. Yeah. <laughs> so just a little twisted ending. That's all. Yeah. I love that you know, too, because they could have left it open. Ambiguous. Yeah. But they didn't. They were like, by the way, it's the duplicate. <laughs> Deal with that. Goodbye. Yeah. I did like that. I did like the ending. Mm-hmm. And it does leave like some places for your imagination to go after, which yes, is fun. It is. Okay. So we've rolled creds. All right, so what do you give this out of five? I I mean, like a four to a four and a half at least. I think I would say four and a half even. Four and a half. Okay, interesting. I really liked it. Yeah. Hmm, what would I say? No judgment. Um, just go with your heart. I don't know if I've even really thought about it that much. I'm <laughs> just thinking about it for the first time now. What would I score this? I could give it a four. I mean, I really liked it. But what what do I not like about it that makes me want to not give it a four? <laughs> Is it just your gut? Does it feel yeah, weird to give like a really good like score? It feels like a three and a half to me, um, <laughs> but I can't really say why because it is like a really creative story. It was twisted uh-huh. <laughs> and the acting was incredible. The Like we said, like the visual, the directing of it was incredible, the visuals. Um, so like what makes me think three and a half? Is it because it's know. about love? You know, it might be, and I famously do hate love and cheating, actually. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I have popped off about cheating as well. It's the double whammy. Just stop focusing on straight culture. It just, it's exhausting (laughs) to me. And then, like, are they implying that every couple that's had to go to this thing was all straight couples? Like, we only do (laughs) male-female. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, Ted Danson, (laughs) uh, okay, I'm saying this. 
as a licensed therapist. <laughs> problematic. He's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> what do you so you know so in multiple Ted Danson levels. is homophobic and <laughs> transphobic is what we're saying. Yes. And also like, you know, maybe invading people's brains and turning them into clones. Mm. And this is why they're selling your data, you know, yeah. get off Facebook. Like <laughs> This is why you don't get the vaccine, folks. Ah, no. <laughs> We're not even going to joke about not getting the vaccine on this one. <laughs> get the fucking shot. I got them all. I got them all. Yeah. So my gut says three and a half. And that's, okay. I think, what I'm just going to go with. And yeah, I don't really okay. have I'm, a reason. <laughs> I'm not hurt by it. Okay. So I always rate movies not by, like, how... Uh, good with a capital G they are, but how much mm-hmm. I enjoy it. Yeah. And so I'm really thinking about this in a layered way of like how much I enjoyed the viewing experience and then mm-hmm. how much it made me think afterwards. Um, and so, yeah, I would say somewhere between a four, four and a half, because it's really fucking interesting to think about and talk about. I really yeah. liked it. You're not wrong. Thank you. Again, we I all pretty love much... to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I pretty much agree on all fronts. I just feel three and a half. I don't know why. I'm That's drawn okay. to it. I'm drawn to the number. To <laughs> All right. So would we recommend this? I say yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. like it's super interesting, I think, to hear what other people think about it because it's so fucking weird. It is weird. I love weird shit. Yeah, and it from, I was happy with how weird it was. I'm so glad because it really does on the surface when you see the sort of like poster for it and even the trailer it looks like it's going to be a normie movie just like a kind of like rom-com but maybe something that's kind of what I thought but then I was like everything I've seen Mark Duplass in like he really (laughs) tries to be in freak shit even though I think I feel like personally like he couldn't look more normie like Uh (laughs) and even sometimes he goes in freak shit and he plays a normie, but it's like secretly twisted movie, you know? <laughs> That's why he works so well, though. He picks content that seems normie, but then it low-key sneaks in freak shit sometimes. Yeah. And because he can play a normie so well, you expect it from him, and then you can get twisted by it. So whatever. He's a sneak freak, is what I'm saying. <laughs> he is a sneak freak. He is a sneak freak. It's true. Okay. So we've closed the bag on that one. It's time for Scream Vomit After Dark. <laughs> now it's time for Scream Vomit On this part of the show, we just go off about whatever else we've been watching, movies, shows, whatever. So Sam, what have you been watching? That's a big question. Um, yeah. I've been trying really hard because I love rewatching things like mm-hmm. a billion times over again. I've been trying really hard to watch a new to me movie every mm-hmm. day this year and have been mostly successful. I'm pretty close to doing that. So I've been watching a lot of things. I was honestly this close. Uh, podcasting is an audio medium, but my fingers are basically touching. I was this close to watching Relaxer so that I could surprise you with that on the podcast. And then I also was like, I think that they'll actually kill me if I don't watch it and tell them how I feel about it while watching it. So I didn't do that. 
But I really, um, yesterday I was like, I should watch Relaxer. I'm okay if you just tell me afterwards. No. I think Relaxer, okay, Relaxer, everybody knows. I'm obsessed <laughs> with the film. But I do think it can be a film that you have to sit on for a minute before you can really gather your thoughts because it's so strange. Interesting. <laughs> well, I'm going to do that, but you'll be along for the ride with me. So I didn't. That's great, too. That's great, too. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of, like, the last thing I watched that I really loved, which I really loved Psycho Gorman. Um, I love okay. Shudder. And so that was really fun. That was a fun watch. I just saw Fast 9, which was incredible. Hell yeah. Yes. I loved Screaming it. Screaming in the theater. Uh, yes. I was losing it. Yes. I just saw American Honey, which I also really like. These are all very different movies. Also, The Lure, which I still don't know how I feel about it. Um, it is a Polish murdery, like horror mermaid movie. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's kind of like disco-y, trashy, burlesque and then also it's a horny musical. Wow. Very confused on my feelings there, but I think it was <laughs> worth a watch, maybe, if you okay. want I just need other people to see it so that uh, I can talk to them about it. <laughs> um, and I've been, my favorite UK trash dating show, um, Love Island, started up in the UK, and so I've been watching that. But that's pretty much the, a lot. I was going to say that's pretty much it, but that's hardly the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> follow, follow me on yeah. Please. <laughs> we'll drop our letterbox at the end of this so um all right my turn let's see i got a bunch of shorts and a couple features that i'm going to talk about today tell me all so, about them okay great i'll start with the shorts um i watched a short called assholes by johnny look <laughs> It is an incredible short about a group of scientists who have figured out how to get plants to talk by torturing them. Oh. I love it. Look that one up. I watch a short, a longer short, it's like a 30-minute, called Dottie Gets Spanked, which is by (laughs) notorious gay filmmaker Todd Haynes. The film's incredible. It's 30 minutes. It's free on Canopy. Uh, I think it's also on YouTube, actually. So that one's really good. It's about just like a young gay boy who's obsessed with like a woman on a basically an I Love Lucy type character (laughs) on a show and just it really gets into the nuance of like dealing with gender expectations and like maybe being a young gay and stuff like that so um, Todd Haynes great filmmaker too so good film I watched an untitled short film about white people that's the title (laughs) it is really good it has Max Jenkins who I've talked about on pod before who's very funny, very cool actor. It is just uncomfortable stuff about white people dealing with their racial guilt, um, with their Perfect. white guilt kind of stuff. And it's very crazy. If you make it to the end, you got to sit through the credits too, because Max gets some great uh, lines in in the credits. It was wild, wild film, untitled short film about white people. That's a short. I rewatched a short that is one of the Adult Swim infomercials, technically which are on HBO Max, but it's called Cool Dad Official Trailer. I just rewatched it before (laughs) pod, actually. Um, But it's one of my faves, and so got to bring it up. It's uh, an Alex Kavutsky and Ariel Gardner um, short, and I've talked about them a lot on pod. I love their work. It's very funny. It's a laugh out loud T to B. If you ever are in a pinch and need a giggle, that's the place to go. (laughs) Anything of theirs, really, but Cool Dad Official Trailer, great one. And then I got two features I'm going to talk about. I rewatched 
Pecker, the John Waters film, if you remember. It has Edward Furlong and Christina Ricci. They're like a couple. Edward Furlong is a photographer, and he just kind of takes photos of his family being unhinged, his family and friends, and uh, it kind of ruins all of their lives by being <laughs> having their like shit publicized. It's a John Waters film. It's incredible. It's one that I've been watching since I was a kid <laughs> and I hadn't seen in a long time. So it was very much a comfort movie for me. That was great. Pecker. And then lastly, I watch, I've talked about Greg Araki on the pod before. Greg Araki and Todd Haynes actually both purveyors of new queer cinema films. And this one is no exception, The Doom Generation, which has uh, Rose McGowan. It's from, I don't know, 90 something, 99 maybe. It's uh, probably less queer than most of his films, but the queerness is in the subtext and you can't miss it. It's part of a trilogy with this film Nowhere, and I think they're sort of tonally the same, although I think I like Doom Generation a little better. But the only way to watch it is by buying the DVD. Oh <laughs> it's not streaming, but I bought the DVD on eBay, so got it cheap. Nice. Um, anyway, that was good. I liked it. Oh, Greg Araki also did Mysterious Skin. Yes, he did do Mysterious Skin. That's his big one. He's done a bunch of, I mean, pick one and you're probably going to land on some something good. Yeah. His films are like, I've talked about them on pod before, but like, they're just the queerest things you've ever seen. And <laughs> so Mysterious Skin is one of his big ones. Let's see, Totally Fucked Up, also really good. The Living End, one of my faves. Nowhere, probably my least fave. It looks really cool, but the story is, I don't know, it's crazy. It's a little <laughs> too crazy. Um, and it's mostly just like teenagers deep making out for a long time. But it had, the cast is crazy. It has like everybody in it. Mysterious Skin's my fave. It's so good. But like, yeah, just all of his movies are just so, part of what new queer cinema is was just being like so in your face queer and unapologetically so. And then also having like, typically some sort of surrealism aspect to the film and so all of his films are like for the most part like just really they're kind of punk rock in a way you know that's really cool but also just being insanely queer and then coming out in like 91 92 late 80s you know oh, like rules and being this way yeah it fucking rocks and like they're queerer than most stuff that i've seen even coming out now so for me that's comforting hell yeah <laughs> um, and i love watching his films for that reason even though like most of his stuff is like micro budget like he like self financed stuff for like five grand made a feature like which is insane so like they're not technically like they're missing something you know they're a little yeah. grittier <laughs> but I love like that, the vibe of them is so cool and the content is so creative and so like I don't really know how to even put it into words it's so comforting like these are the my people are on screen and you don't see queerness represented so truthfully ever I mean it's so rare <laughs> that's incredible so yeah i i stand greg Araki. i'm gonna watch his movies <laughs> hell yeah <laughs> yeah so whatever i love his films and that's really the last one that i had to talk about so bada bing bada boom we flew through <laughs> after dark on that one <laughs> time for plugs sam do you have anything to plug you know just being a uh not a duplicate no i <laughs> just be yourself um you can follow me on instagram at kind of cool sometimes i'm probably most active there or twitter where i'm kind of underscore cool 
um, or Letterboxd, where I'm kind of cool. Somebody has stolen <laughs> the full iteration, or it does not fit in oh, each no. of those places. Um, and as a as a movie treat, that internet handle is a reference to American Movie, one of my all time favorite movies. Hell yeah, yeah. Which in the beginning starts off with a, a killer bit of wisdom, which is uh, I can't believe it. Life's kind of cool sometimes. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, and, uh, yeah, that's what I have to plug. American Movie is streaming on fucking Criterion's website, and that rules. I'm so excited about it. I literally cried earlier today because that's, like, so special. It's one of, yeah, one of my all-time favorites, and I don't think it needed the validation of Criterion for it to be, like, you know, an incredible film, documentary. Do they have the short streaming on Criterion, too? Um, uh, no, I actually, I don't know. I didn't look. I just saw the that. The short previously, um, Coven, you could only get on the DVD of American Movie. It's yeah. not online anywhere. So I wonder if they put it up on Criterion, too. I bet they they probably did. If they did, big if true. Oh, that would rule. Yeah, I, I had a good crowd. Internet, do your thing. Thanks, Criterion Collection. <laughs> Actually, I tweeted about it, and the Criterion Collection liked my tweet. So technically, wow, I'm celeb. in the Criterion Collection. <laughs> okay, two degrees of separation from American movie. <laughs> We're perfect. But yeah, that's that's my big plug is go watch American movie. It's the best. And if people want to watch your backlog of the YouTube or um, your podcast and stuff, tell about that stuff too. If you Google like uh, Game of Thrones hipster reaction, it's probably my face. It was for a long time just a picture of my face, which is very funny. Um, (laughs) But my podcast is called Cry Wolf. It's a Game of Thrones love letter. Uh, You can find it, you know, where you find podcasts. There's only like three or four episodes. I'll record more. Uh, probably soonish. It's like uh, giving therapy sessions using Game of Thrones as the medium. So we're talking about the person while also kind of referencing Game of Thrones, but I'm using it as a tool to get really juicy information out of my friends. (laughs) Hell yeah. (laughs) Okay, so my plugs. I haven't necessarily straight up mentioned this on pod in a while, so I'm going to again mention that I've been doing a short film challenge for the last uh, eight months or so where I watch a short film every single day, at least one. And I'm trying to get more people into short films. So on our link tree, which you can find in the show notes for this episode and also on all of our social media, I have curated a Google Doc full of links to good short films. And it has name, director, length, and a link directly to a bunch of good short films. So if you want to get into short films, that's the way, uh, or at least that's one way. And I post a new link every day to as I'm going through my challenge um, that is uncurated, so don't judge me on those. (laughs) 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 And I post them on our Instagram daily as well. So if you want to get into short films like me and become unhinged, that's the way to do it. And also just for the show, you can find us on Instagram and everywhere else at Screen Vomit. One word on all the things. Um, Subscribe if you haven't already. Uh, leave us a rating and review. You can send me an email at screenvomitpod at gmail.com or tweet me with your thoughts on this movie or other movies or suggest movies, suggest guests even. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, don't know what we're, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing next, um, but you can check on our Instagram. I will post it there. And that's all for me. So thank you, Sam, for joining me. 
Ah, thank you so much for having me. It's honestly an honor. I love listening to you talk about movies Aww. and to get to like have dedicated time to get to talk to you about a movie rules. It's <laughs> such a treat. Ah, it's a treat for me too. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to cry about it? <laughs> We're going to cry after we say bye. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>